All righty, today, we're going to talk today if you had wisdom. Has anybody ever heard of wisdom? Have, you ever, have anybody ever looked in the book of Proverbs? Proverbs is a different book. It's unique to any other book in the Bible. It's, it's, it's even set up different than any other book. Proverbs, the Hebrew word proverb, a proverb, is, proverb means, the Hebrew word proverb, a short saying of wisdom. A proverb is a short saying of wisdom. And the book of Proverbs is just a rapid fire collection of very short sayings. Short saying of wisdom. Let me give you one. Don't spit into the wind. I mean, that's not in Proverbs, the book. But you know, that's just a short saying that wisdom means it's smart. It's a short saying that'll make you be smart. Short saying that'll make you be smart. Now, wisdom is God smart. Wisdom is real smart. The book of Proverbs is a collection of short sayings that will make you very smart or make you wise. The theme of the book of Proverbs is wisdom. All right, and we desperately need wisdom. Let me give you the definition. You know what, you know what wisdom is? You met a wise person. Here's the definition of wisdom. The ability to live life skillfully. Now, wisdom is not knowledge. Wisdom is the ability to live life skillfully. Let me give you another definition of wisdom. The ability to make great decisions that lead to a great life. Let me tell you something about your life from this book right here. Your life is the sum total of your decisions. Now, people don't believe that today. That There's nonsense being pushed in this nation today that they did this to me or they did this to me. You listen to what this book says right here. The quality of your life is based on the decisions you make. Your life is the sum total of your decisions. Well, wisdom is the ability to make great decisions so you can have a great life. And our Heavenly Father, according to this book, levels the playing field for every human being if you'll begin to walk in wisdom. All right, let me, let me uh, say this about, let me, let me clarify something here. Many people confuse wisdom with knowledge. Wisdom is not knowledge. They're, they're entirely different. You can have tremendous knowledge and not have any wisdom. All right, in the book of Proverbs, what's the opposite of a wise man? A fool. And the Proverbs contrast the wise man with the fool. You can have a PhD and be a fool. Right, let me, let me, you can have a great education and be miserable. Your marriage is a wreck. Your family's a wreck. You're broke. You're in debt. You're in trouble. That's not wisdom. Wisdom's the ability to build a great life. And wisdom and knowledge are different. Uh, knowledge is the accumulation of information. You got me? The accumulation of information. And right now in this generation, we are awash in knowledge. We worship knowledge. Matter of fact, let me tell you what we worship right now. We worship tech, knowledge, E. And we have great technology. We're the most educated generation ever. Why are we in the mess we're in? Because we have knowledge right now, but we don't have wisdom. Wisdom is the God-given ability to make great decisions and build a great life. Listen, if you have wisdom, you can do anything. If you have wisdom, you can turn your life around. All right, the Bible says this. The Bible teaches you and I <clears throat> that you should pursue one thing in life above everything else. What's the most important thing you're supposed to pursue in life? Read it with me. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 7. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 7 says this. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom in all of your getting, get understanding. What does the Bible say about wisdom right there? Wisdom is the what? Principal thing. Principal means most important. I want to listen to what the Bible said. Wisdom is the most important thing you can get in your life. Therefore, go after wisdom. Let me tell you why wisdom is the most important thing you can ever get. 
Because everything you want in life comes behind wisdom. Everything you want comes behind wisdom. If you, we're going to see in a second. If you have to choose between having money and having wisdom, you better go after wisdom. Because let me tell you what the book of Proverbs says. If you have wisdom, you'll have money. If you have wisdom, you can get money. Uh, there's an old saying that's attributed to a guy named P.T. Barnum. Does anybody remember P.T. Barnum? All right, P.T. Barnum, who knows who said it? He's attributed with saying it. But he said this, a fool and his money are soon parted. I don't care how much money you got. If you're not wise, you'll lose your money. But I don't care if you're broke. You got wisdom. You know how to go make money. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. If you had wisdom, you could build a great family. If you had wisdom, you'd find, well, I don't know why I'm telling you. We're going to read it. But wisdom is the principal thing. It's the most important thing you'll ever pursue in life. We need to be a wise people. All right. Charles Stanley said this. The number one question he's been asked in his 105 years of preaching is, how do I find the plan of God for my life? He said, the number one question I've been asked is, how do I find the plan of God for my life? I know the answer. Buy you a Bible and look it up. Oh, to find God's plan, what he wants for your life, all you have to do is have a Bible. Now, listen to me carefully for a second. Many people say, what's God's will for my life? And they think, does he want me to be a, a doctor or a plumber or a, or a psychologist? No, not a psychologist. He wouldn't want that. What does he want me to be? There, you're thinking about your vocation. But listen to me. Do you think where you work is the only thing he's concerned about? He doesn't have a plan for your life. He has many plans for your life. He has a lot of things planned for your life. And we're going to look at it. Turn with me to Proverbs chapter 2. <clears throat> Proverbs chapter 2. Excuse me, 3. Proverbs chapter 3. I'm going to show you some of the things that he wants for your life. All right, how many of you, when your kids were born, you thought to yourself, I hope they fail in school. I hope they date ugly women or ugly boys. I hope they get on drugs. And I hope they never get a job. I hope at 45 they're living in my basement playing video games. How many of you wanted that for your children? See how stupid that sounds. What did you want for your children? You wanted good things for your children. Yes or no? Watch this. Here's what your Heavenly Father wants for you. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 13. Happy is the man who finds wisdom and the man who gains understanding. What two things always go together? Wisdom and happiness. If you ask Americans, survey after survey tells us, ask people, what do you want more than anything else in life? 65%, two out of three say this, happiness. Ask graduate college that are, kids that are graduating from college, what do you want in life? They'll tell you, I want to be happy. What two things go together? Happy is the man who finds wisdom. Listen, you want to be happy? Find wisdom. Happy is the, happiness and wisdom always go together. Now, I've actually heard preachers say this. I don't think God really cares whether we're happy or not then why did he put it in a book and tell you how to do it? How many of you want your kids to be happy? Yeah, right there it is. Happy is the man who finds wisdom. Follow with me. Proverbs chapter three, verse 14. Her proceeds, what she, proceeds means what she brings into your life. Her proceeds are better than the profits of silver and fine gold. I told you, go after wisdom and forget the money. The money will be there if you go after wisdom. Watch this. <clears throat> Verse 16, length of days is in her right hand. Would you like to be healthy and live to be old? What do you need? Listen, wisdom will keep you healthy. Wisdom will, call, wisdom will let you live a long, healthy life. Read with me verse 16. Length of days is in her right hand and in her left hand, what? 
riches. If you have wisdom, you'll have plenty of money, plenty to live and plenty to give. What, what all, everything we want in life follows wisdom. Look with me again in verse 16. Length of days is in her right hand, her left hand riches, and what? Honor. You know what honor is? You want your kids to respect you and think you're the greatest man that ever lived? Get wisdom. You want the people you work with to honor you and respect you? Find wisdom. If you want people to love you and adore you, become a wise person. Let's go a little bit further here. All her, verse 17, her ways are ways of pleasantness. Now, we don't use that word today. Nobody has asked me lately, did you have a pleasant day? What's our word for it? Enjoyable. You want to enjoy your life? Get wisdom. People that have wisdom are going to enjoy their lives. Then it goes on to say this. Verse 17, all her paths are peace. How would you like to quit worrying and quit being afraid? That's called peace. Listen to me. You hear what he's saying right here? Everything you're looking for follows what? Wisdom. If you'll find wisdom, you'll have all this other stuff. You do realize that what we're reading right here is God's plan for your life. You do realize that what we're reading right here is what he wants you to have in life. A long life, health, happiness. He wants people to honor you. He wants you to have plenty of money to live. Can you see this is him unfolding his plan for your life? But what is the door to all this stuff? What's it called? Wisdom. Find wisdom, you'll find all these things. <clears throat> Let's read verse 18. She is a tree of life to those who take hold of her. And what? Happy are the people who retain her. Notice he put that in there twice. Notice everything you're looking for follows wisdom. Let me read just a little bit more. Go down with me to verse 22 or verse 23. Then you will walk safely in your way. Your foot will not stumble. When you lie down, you will not be afraid. You will lie down. Your sleep will be sweet. You want to go to bed at night, have no troubles at all, and sleep like a baby and not worry? Find wisdom. Then listen to what the Bible's saying. Everything we want in life follows after wisdom. If you'll pursue wisdom and find wisdom, you'll find everything else you're looking for in life. This, this is the, uh, the avenue. I want you to, uh, let me quote to you Ephesians 2.10. We were created by him. We are the work of his hand for good things that he prepared beforehand. Here's the good things, but how do I find them? Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. Now, <clears throat> everybody in this room is here for a reason. Unless your wife drug you up here today and maybe God was in that. All right. Listen to me. Everybody I know is looking for a better life. Day or nay. It, it, it's okay. This is North Carolina. Y'all can talk back to me. Everybody I know is looking for a better life. And we're looking on the internet. Don't amen that. We're asking our friends at work. Don't amen that. Heaven knows where we're looking. Everybody's looking for a better life. You know how you find a better life? Turn there to Proverbs 24. Everybody's looking for a better family, a better everything. Then as he put it in your heart to pursue a better everything. All right, you know how you build a great life, a great family, a great school, a great church, a great nation, a great business? You know how you do it? Proverbs 24, 3, through wisdom, wisdom, a house is built. Now, when it says house here, it doesn't mean three bedrooms, two baths, 2,000 square feet. Anytime you see the word house in this context in the Bible, it's talking about building your life, as, such as Psalm 127, unless the Lord builds the house. Those who labor, labor in vain. What does that verse say right there? Psalm 20, what is verse three? Through wisdom, a house is built. You want a great family? Build it with wisdom. 
You want a great marriage? You need wisdom. There was everything in life that's great goes back to wisdom. If I find wisdom, everything in my life's going to work out well. This is why the Bible teaches that we always go back to wisdom and what we're looking for. Um, I've known people that uh, had tremendous educations, tremendous minds, but everything they touched turned to crap. You know why? They were smart, but they didn't have wisdom. Then I've known people, my grandfather only went through the sixth grade. Back in that time, a lot of, people, a lot of kids had to drop out of school and help the family on the farm. He only got through the sixth grade, uh, but he built a tremendous business. He built a sawmill, had a great life, had a great marriage, had a great family, enjoyed his life, served God, lived healthy, lived to be old, croaked, and went to be with Jesus. Amen. On a sixth grade education. You know why? He was a wise man. Then as we got people that are well-educated, but they're not wise today, I'm not against education. All the education in the world can't build a great life. Wisdom builds a great life. It is wisdom that builds a great life according to Scripture. And this is what he's given us to build our great lives with. All right, number three. Where do I get this wisdom from? I, I need me a bag of that wisdom. I've met some friends of mine and they needed, a, they needed three bags of wisdom. Can I get a witness? See, understand what I'm saying here? Where does wisdom come from? Does it come from the university? I'm not against universities. I hope my doctor went to one. But dear ones, you don't get wisdom from a university, especially today. I'm, I'm going to get uglier than that in a minute. You don't get wisdom from university. How, how about the internet? Can you get wisdom on the internet? <laughs> Where's wisdom come from? Turn with me to Proverbs chapter 2. Look back in Proverbs chapter 2. How many times have I had people, if I could just get this, and they're looking, looking for love and everything else in all the wrong places. Proverbs chapter 2. Look in Proverbs chapter 2 verse 6. The Lord gives wisdom. From his mouth, from his mouth comes understanding. You know where wisdom comes from? It comes from the mouth of God. And the Lord, what does he do? Does it say the Lord withholds wisdom? He gladly gives it. Listen, the Bible said in Proverbs, wisdom lifts its voice aloud. It cries out, come to me and I'll pour my spirit out on you. Demons, he wants to give you wisdom. He wants to give you the wisdom that will build a great life. Let me show you a couple of things here. Uh, look in chapter 1, verse 8. My son, hear the instruction of your father. How many of y'all did that? Now, I had one son and uh, he sent me a birthday card, uh, maybe a Father's Day card. He said, I'm really grateful for all the things you've taught me through life. And I love to teach my son. I taught him, uh, you know, woodworking. I taught him outdoorsman stuff. I taught him how to use a pocket knife. He's, he's, he, owns, he holds the record in the Alamance school system for being suspended on the first day of kindergarten. <laughs> for carrying a pocket knife to school. And that, that was my fault. It wasn't sharp. I ground it down, but boys love to carry pocket knives. And fortunately, the teacher found it and she took him to his mother across the hall who taught across the hall. So actually it did, didn't get suspended. So I was very thankful that his name didn't get in the paper at five years. It worked out good. <laughs> but I taught him how to change the oil in his car when he first started driving. I taught him how to look out for them huzzy women. <laughs> I taught that boy how, how to handle money. He is tighter than tree bark. You can't get a dime out of him. I taught my son, listen, and, but you know what? My, I said, crap, I got to teach him. No, 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 no. That wasn't my attitude at all. My attitude was, if I can teach him wisdom, he'll have a great life. You did the same thing for your kids. Listen to the heart of God. My son, my son, listen to the instruction of a father. Why does he want to give you wisdom? Because he wants you to have the greatest life possible. 
Chapter 2, verse 1, my son, listen to my wisdom. Chapter 3, verse 1, my son, listen. Chapter 4, verse 1, my son, pay attention to my commandments. Can you hear the heart of God trying to help you find wisdom so you can find a great life? He wants to give you wisdom. He wants you to have wisdom and to obtain wisdom. Um, so imperative. He gives it to you gladly. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shift gears here for a minute. I want you to just listen to me for a second. The same God that gives wisdom to people takes wisdom away from people. And we're seeing that in our nation right now. We're not going to take time to look at it. The only reason I'm saying this is to show you why you need it so much right now. You need the wisdom of God like never before. Because you're living in a land that has lost wisdom. Romans chapter 1 teaches this. If a nation that knows God and has been blessed by God puts their fist in his face and refuses to honor him, he will take wisdom away from them and give them over to what's called a reprobate mind. Some Bibles say a debased mind. And what that means is he touches your head and you can't make good decisions anymore. You start to believe the most insane things. And he says this also, and their foolish hearts become dark. In my lifetime, I've seen this happen in America. There are things being taught out there today that are absolutely insane. A 12-year-old comes home from school and says, Mama, my teacher said I should saw my private parts off and become a girl. I'm glad my grandma ain't alive today. She would have looked at you like you had six heads if you'd have said something like that. I'm still doing it. They're, they're, and I'm not picking on anybody. I, I don't care. I don't, turn yourself into Volkswagen for all I care. I'm going to love you and be kind to you. It don't matter to me. But we're hearing the craziest things today. The way you do well is to go trillions of dollars in debt. That is insanity. Listen to me. We've lost our minds. Actually, they've not been lost. They've been taken away from us. Romans chapter one. If I raise your nation up and you put your fist in my face, I will take away sanity and give you over to a broken mind. Listen to it. To do those things that are not fitting. And you read the list. It reads like today's newspaper. Now, here's why I said that. Here's why I said that. You're living in a, in a land of craziness today. That's why you need wisdom when you've ever needed it before. Now, when I was a little boy, <clears throat> you know, just as soon as the dinosaurs were moved out to Utah, when I was a little boy, we still had some sanity in this nation. Cartoons taught us. Pinocchio, what's the message? Tell a lie your nose grows. I mean, that, that was what we, when I was a kid, we had some sanity. It's gone. That's why you need to seek wisdom like never before for you and your family. Listen to me, parents. You had better be teaching your kids wisdom. You, some people call it common sense. No, no. Wisdom is common sense touched by God on steroids. Wisdom is the mind of Christ. First Corinthians chapter two, we have the mind. Of, wisdom is being able to think like God thinks. And he wants to give that to you. And let, I, I cannot stress enough how important it is to start walking in wisdom today. All right, my son, he graduates from NC State, graduated first in his class. We're at the graduation. He walks across the stage. The head of the department hands him his diploma. As he's walking off, he grabs him by the arm and pulls him back and whispers something to him, and they both laugh, and then he walks off. And uh, later I said, what, what, what did he tell you when he gave you that? Because that's supposed to be real serious. That's serious, pomp and circumstance. I said, what were y'all laughing about up on the stage? He said, he, taught, he grabbed me by the arm and said, now, Biggers, this is not a receipt to go buy a new pickup truck today. Do you understand me, son? That's what he told him. You know what that is? That's a proverb. That's a short saying of wisdom. Don't go in debt before you make any money. Before you have a job. Are you with me? 
Now he's been out of work. He owns his own business now to work. And I told him the other day, he did not mean for the rest of your life. I think it'd be okay for you to go get one now. But the point is, it's just, we're lacking wisdom today, but you desperately need it. All right. The scripture teaches us that we have to have wisdom today. I want you to turn with me to James chapter three. James chapter three. Let's look at something about wisdom here. If you find the book of Hebrews, then uh, James, if you see first and second Peter, you've gone a little too far. James chapter three. Now people have asked me, Brother Brian, why are people thinking like they're thinking today? I'm going to show you. We do have a wisdom in our land today, but it's not God's wisdom. I want you to look at them in James chapter. You know, wisdom is why you do what you do. Wisdom is why you marry who you marry. It's why you invest in what you invest in. It's why you work where you work. Wisdom is the way you treat people. Wisdom is the root of everything we do. And yet there's two kinds of wisdom. I want you to see it. James chapter three, verse 15. Listen to verse 14. If you have bitterness and selfishness in your heart, do not lie against the truth. Verse 15, this what? Wisdom, it did not come from heaven. It's earthly, sensual, demonic. There is a wisdom that comes from demons. There's a demonic wisdom. And it's, you say, how do you know demonic wisdom? Is there selfishness involved? Verse 14 said, if there's self-seeking involved, this is demonic wisdom. All right, let me ask you a question. Let me just ask you a simple question. If you were to get your wisdom from demons, if you were to let demons tell you how to make decisions, what would happen to you? Read the next verse. Verse 16 says this, where envy and strife are, there's confusion and every evil thing. How many of you want every evil thing to be in your family? Well, if you do, just get your wisdom from demons. There's, there's a demonic wisdom in this nation right now that's going to break this nation. And you don't need that wisdom. You need what the next verse says. Verse 17 says this, but the wisdom that is from God, the wisdom that is from above. Can you see two wisdoms there? We see a wisdom that comes from the demonic over us, but I also see a wisdom that comes from God. I'm fixing to go deep. Are you ready? You want the wisdom that comes from God. Amen. Do not follow the wisdom that comes from the demonic. And do not underestimate the very powerful wisdom that's coming from the demonic today. When a man's on a trip uh, and he's with a woman that works with his company and they're sitting in a bar after working at night and he begins to look at her and he begins to think unholy thoughts, that is demonic wisdom. That's not just you, that's demonic wisdom. We need godly wisdom. All right, let's do this. Let me teach you something about wisdom. You say, okay, Brother Brian, pray for me to have wisdom. That is not how it works. You can't pray wisdom down on people. Wisdom is hidden in the ground. You have to dig for it. Turn back to Proverbs with me. Turn back to Proverbs. I'm going to break your Bible in before I get going. Proverbs chapter two. If you want wisdom, you have to search for it. You have to go looking for wisdom. You can't pray it on to people. Listen, this wisdom is not natural. I mean, it don't come from being born with it. You can be born with a high IQ. You have to go looking for wisdom. Proverbs chapter two says this. My son, I love the way he says it. Proverbs two, verse one. If you receive my words, treasure my commands, incline your ear to wisdom. What did the Bible say I have to do to have wisdom? You know what incline means, don't you? You've got to lean toward it. You've got to lean over to get it. Incline your ear to wisdom. Apply your heart to understanding Cry out, lift up your voice. Verse four, seek her as silver, search for her as hidden treasure. 
you will understand the fear of the Lord and you will find the very wisdom and knowledge of God. What did it say? You go looking for wisdom the way you go looking for buried treasure. You got to search for it like you're searching for gold. Matthew chapter 13, verse 44 says this, the kingdom of God is like a man who finds treasure hidden in a field. Guess why you'd find treasure hidden in a field? Y'all know the answer. You're looking for it. If you want wisdom, you got to go looking for it. You have to dig for wisdom. You have to search for wisdom. And uh, you have to go find it. Well, let me recommend a book where you can find wisdom. <laughs> Through my 41 years, how many times have I had businessmen struggling? I'll say this to them. I want you to do something. Get to your office a little bit early. Go in your office, lock the door. Take out the book of Proverbs. There are 31 Proverbs, 31 chapters of Proverbs, one for every day of the month. You read the chapter that corresponds to that day. Today's October 16th. This morning I read Proverbs 16. And you read that, you meditate on it. And you start doing that. How many men have I said, have to say to me, I rest better, my family's doing better, my business is doing better because I immersed myself in the Proverbs and began to dig for the wisdom that comes from heaven. You search for wisdom in God's book of wisdom. And you, let me tell you, how, let me tell you the best way to do this. I take the book of Proverbs years ago, years ago, and I'd take the one for the corresponding day and you can take a highlighter. I take a fine line red pen and one will just jump out at me and I'll underline that one. And there might be four or five, say like Proverbs 12, there'll be four or five highlighted in there and I'll look at those and I'll dwell on those today. The first one I ever underlined, I started on the 15th of whatever month it was. So I read Proverbs 15, I underlined one verse that day. Here it is, a soft answer turns away wrath. That is a short saying that's got a lot of wisdom in it. A soft answer turns away wrath. And how many times through the years have I been in a situation where people are getting upset, they're angry, or somebody's mad at me, or somebody's mad, and instead of saying, well, that's a stupid thing to say. <laughs> Let me finish that. A soft answer turns away wrath, but a harsh answer explodes anger. And I'll, I'll, I'll remember that proverb, and I'll just start talking real quietly. And I'll just say, I understand. I understand. And I'll, ju I'll just watch the volume go down. I'll just watch the heat go down. You know what that is? You know what that's called? That's wisdom. You want a good life? Quit stirring up anger and learn how to bring it down. Do we need to lower the vitriol in this nation right now? Well, listen, us hollering at each other is not fixing anything. It's making it worse. And you, you just go through that and you take the proverb of that day that corresponds. Now you may say, sounds like work to me. I'm not even going to say anything. Yes, it's work. <laughs> All right, you have to, have, three, you have to do three things to have wisdom. What's the first requirement to have wisdom? If you're going to be a wise person, listen, you want a great life, comes from wisdom. If you're going to have wisdom, what's the first thing you have to do? This is a trick question, so do not answer out loud. Turn back to James chapter one. I'm going to see if you can see what it is. I'm going to let you find it. And this is sort of a trick question. But if you want to find out why our nation doesn't have wisdom, you're fixing to right here. James chapter one is the great promise of wisdom. Did you, how many of you think, let me, let me just put this in a language you can understand. How many of you think God's smart? Really? How many of you think he's real smart? How many of you think he would share his smarts with you? That's called wisdom. When God shares his smart with you, that's called wisdom. All right, there's a requirement to have wisdom. And again, this is a trick question. Don't holler out, you'll miss it. It's in James chapter one, verse five. And the Bible says this. 
If any man lacks wisdom, let him ask of God. Who gives to who? Everybody. All men liberally and upbraideth not. What does that mean? He'll give wisdom to anybody. What does liberally mean? He'll give you a lot of wisdom. What does it mean he doesn't upbraid you? He doesn't fuss at you for asking. What do you see in that verse right there? That man wants to give me such wisdom and such insight. But what's the first thing you have to do to get wisdom? What do you, what do you see? Somebody's going to say ask. You would be wrong. Go back and read it again. Ask is not the first thing. If any man lacks wisdom. Demons, before you'll get the wisdom of God, you have to make up your mind. I don't know what I'm doing. You have to lack wisdom before you can get it. Uh, my wife told me we were, we were, I'm sorry, we weren't pregnant. One of us was pregnant. My wife told me we were going to have our first child. The next morning I got up early and hit my knees and opened my Bible and I said, I do not know how to raise children. I don't have a clue how to do this. I need your help. And I'm going to dig in this road. You help me. And God blessed me tremendously with wisdom to raise children. You know why? Because I told him I didn't know what I was doing. When I became a pastor, I never went to seminary. Thank God. I didn't go to seminary, so I have no training. And I just got on my knees and I said, I don't know how to do this. I, I don't have a clue what I'm doing. You're going to have to help me. I have, you have to help me. Then was, if you want God's wisdom, you have to hum, it's called humbling yourself and tell them, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know how to be married. I still don't know how to be married. Been, been married 40, 41 years now. I still ask him, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm a man who does not know what he's doing. That is the first step to wisdom. If you're one of them people, you got it all figured out, God will just fold his arms and say, good luck, big boy. If you're real smart, you don't need help. You're on your own. But a person that will humble themselves and say, I lack wisdom. Have a 13-year-old and see if you don't lack wisdom. First down. There are ones. Who's the wisest man that ever lived in world history? Does anybody know? Solomon. Somebody got it right. You know why he's the wisest man that ever lived? He followed the greatest king that ever lived. His father's the greatest king that ever ruled in world history. His father dies as a young man. He's the next king. How'd you like to fill those shoes? The night before his coronation, God appeared to him by himself and he said, ask me anything you want, I'll give it to you. Ask me for anything you want, I'll give it to you. What a deal. And he said, I am a child. Now he wasn't a child, he was a grown man, but he meant, what he meant was, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know how to lead this great people. I pray you give me your wisdom so I will know how to lead this great people. And one thing he asked for, he said, I don't know how to do this. I got the responsibility of this nation on my shoulders now. I got, the whole world looks to me right now. I don't know what to do. I'm asking you, give me wisdom so I'll know what to do. Listen to what the Bible said. And the thing he asked for so pleased the Lord that he didn't ask for money. He didn't ask for the necks of his enemies. That God gave him wisdom and everything else he didn't ask for. And he became the wisest man that ever lived. Why did Solomon get such great wisdom? Because first thing he said was, I don't know what I'm doing. I want to make an announcement. We got people leading this nation right now that don't know what they're doing. But you know, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. The problem is when you don't know that you don't know what you're doing. What did Jesus say about people who don't know that they don't know what they're doing? How'd Jesus put it? Blind leaders leading blind people further into a ditch. My heart aches over the lack of wisdom in this nation. And not just at the national level, but in people and their families, the way they're treating their families these days. We are, we are absent of wisdom today. But wisdom begins by looking to heaven saying, I don't know what I'm doing. All right. 
The second thing you have to have if you want wisdom is you can't sit on your fanny and hope it comes. You, sleeping like this don't work. <laughs> it don't work like that. You have to open it and you have to search for it in here. As I've already told you, I read the Proverbs constantly. And uh, my life has been so altered by the Proverbs. It, it's the wisdom of life. It, listen, Proverbs, little short sayings, they address everything. How to make money, how to manage money, how to manage your health. How, how to look down the road. Listen to this one. If you're a man struggling with appetite, put a knife to your throat. Put that on your refrigerator. That'll encourage you right there. Every issue, I don't know how, I'm going to say something that's going to sound crazy. I don't know how the man does it. Every issue I deal with in life is in the book of Proverbs. And the answer to everything I face is in there. And I've read them and read them. And now all I do is just pull them out and do what it says. And every, every single time he gets it right. Let me uh, help you with a few. You know what I learned in Proverbs 14, 12? There is a way that looks good to a person to start with. But the end result is destruction. That has saved my hide so many times. I've tried to tell that to people before. I've had girls bring their boys that they're going to marry. And I'll take them aside and say, do not marry him. You're going to wish you hadn't. And they'll get mad at me. And they'll marry him anyway. Guess what happens four years later? One of the great warnings in Proverbs, listen to this, Proverbs 22. Have no friendship with an angry man or you'll come to destruction. I've told girls, that man's got a bad temper. Stay away from him. I've learned, don't, don't get in relationships with people that can't control their temper. I learned that in the book of Proverbs. These are lifelong short lessons that we learn. One of the greatest I ever learned, Proverbs 22, 3. A wise man sees evil coming from a distance and learns to hide himself. Tell me what wise people do. Think about today. Wise people look down the road. Wise people look way out yonder. A wise man is fixing to sign a contract. And he looks at the interest rate and he looks at the payments and he, sees, he looks down the road and he sees himself chained. Matter of fact, the word is enslaved to a job he hates. And he hates going every day. But he's got to get up and keep going because he's so deep in debt he can't get a better job. A wise man just lays that contract down and says, I'm not going to sign it because I see what's coming. A wise man, when some woman starts flirting with him, gets the hell out of Dodge because he can see his son, his grown son saying, I hate you, don't ever call me again. A wise man looks down the road Y'all having fun? We're fixing to. A wise man looks down the road and sees himself in a wheelchair at 65 and can't breathe and puts that pound cake back down. You know why they call it a pound cake? I tell you what, do look down the road, lift that cake up, look on the bottom of the plate. You'll see a saying that says, once on the lips, forever on the hips. You better look down there and read that thing. What's the mark of a wise man? He thinks long-term. He has learned instant gratification will kill you. You know what that is? That's wisdom. You get that from this book. You, you get the wisdom of God from this book. So much. Uh, let, let me tell you one of the, can I show you one more? Well, I'm, I don't know why you're staring right at me. We had kids. You know what I learned from the Proverbs? Turn a child over to the government. They'll do fine. Not in there. Train up, 22-7, train up a child in the way they should go. And when they're old, they will not depart from it. Then was all the wisdom of a great life is in the book of Proverbs. And if you'll just, you, can't, you have to cycle it over. If you do it this in one year, you go through it 12 times to start getting down your heart. 
You'll, be, you'll just begin to make the best decisions and the smartest decisions. But now listen to me. After you get the wisdom of God, every single time something comes up, you have to make a decision. You have to defer to the wisdom of God every time. Turn with me to Proverbs chapter 3. Let's look at the great battle that goes on in my head and your head. How many of you ever have a battle when it's time to do something? How many of you would agree with what the Bible says in Romans chapter 7? The things I want to do, I don't do. And the things I don't want to do, I do. Oh, wretched man that I am. Can you see a tug of war there? Well, the answer is in Galatians 5 where it says this. My flesh wars against my spirit. And my spirit, you know what wars means? We're in a fight here. How many of you ever have situations come up in life and you got two voices talking to you? One voice wants to slap them naked. Oh, you don't think I know this stuff? Listen, why do you think it says blessed is the man who endures temptation? You don't endure dates. If you're enduring your dates, find somebody else to date. You're supposed to enjoy dates. Endure means it's hard. Endure means it's tough. There's one voice in you that says go this way. There's another voice inside you, a little quieter voice that says, uh-uh, you better go this way. And maybe see them two voices. Let's look at them. Proverbs chapter three, verse five. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Can you see two wisdoms there? This is the way I think it ought to be done. This is what wisdom says to do. I got to make a decision. I got to make a decision. Let me go back over there. Proverbs 15, one, a soft answer turns away wrath. You get in a situation, people are acting like idiots, and you like Elvis Presley, Lord Almighty, my temperature is rising. <laughs> and something inside of you wants to just cut loose on somebody and let them have it. But another voice inside of you, the wisdom of God says, shh, 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 shh. diffuse the situation, talk quietly, shh, be quiet. You got to make a decision. You're going to trust God or you're going to lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him. Let's read the next verse. In all your ways, acknowledge him. Handling money, handling people, jobs, the way you think, everything. In all your ways, acknowledge him. He'll show you what to do. Let me make an announcement. If he shows you, now why should I let him run my life? A lot of people struggle with the living God running their lives. I need to throw in my disclaimer. I am not talking about becoming religious here. I'm talking about letting Jesus run your life. Why should I let him run my life instead of me? All her ways are ways of pleasantness. She is a tree of life. Length of days and long life is in her right hand. Wealth is in her left hand. Honor and happy is the man who listens to her. Wisdom's called a her in the Bible. You know why I'm going to let him run my life? It's not because it's the right thing to do. That's religion. Because it's the smart thing to do. Listen. <laughs> Following him is the smart thing to do. I know many a person, I've looked at him and I thought, you need to let somebody else drive your boat. <laughs> How many of you know anybody that could use somebody else driving their boat? Let me make an announcement. You drive your boat off a cliff, you need to let somebody else drive it. Can I get a good witness here? <laughs> the man's trying to give you a great life. He did not design marriage to be hell on earth. He designed marriage to be wonderful. So why is it not working in this nation? We're not listening to him anymore. Delight yourself, young man, in the wife of your youth as a loving deer with a graceful doe. Let her chest satisfy you at all times. 
I can't get one male amen out of let her chest make you happy at all times. Don't mess with me. I didn't write it. He wrote it. And always, guess what the word always means? Always be intoxicated with her love. Darling, you, Akali. He didn't design this life to be struggled through. He designed this life to be wonderful. Blessed is the man whose God is the Lord. But you got to let him drive the boat. In all your ways, acknowledge him. Quit leaning on your own understanding. Quit asking your cousin who's been married six times about romance. (laughs) Get off the internet for wisdom. 42 years old, living in his mama's basement, a keyboard warrior, going by Valley Boy 2116, and you're asking him how to live? God Almighty. The Lord gives wisdom. From his mouth, I give you good wisdom, my son. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to get jacked up there. Proverbs chapter three, verse 21. My son, let them not depart from your eyes. Keep sound wisdom. Ask me if I know the Bible. I've read it through a couple hundred times. I read it every day for two hours. On the way over here this morning, I've got scripture cards on little cards right there. And I'm looking at them as I drive. Keep them for your eyes all the time. You know, the American church has got to get back to the word of God. And I don't mean the commandments. I mean the wisdom. Got to go back to the wisdom of God in our lives. Uh, let, me, let me show you one more real quick. Proverbs 4, across the page. My son. I love it when he calls me a son. Give attention to what? My words. Turn your attention toward my words. Incline your ear to my saying. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the middle of your heart. What do you say right there? Consume my words. Fine, fine. If it'll make him happy, you missed it. Read verse 22. It will be life to those who find them and healing to all their flesh. You want a great life? Get these words down in your heart and live out of these words and and practice these words and enjoy these words. Defer to his wisdom. All right, listen to me. You begin to walk in wisdom and let me tell you what's going to happen to you. You begin to see things happen in your life. Not fast. The kingdom of God is like a seed that grows slowly. But you begin to, how many men, not many women, mostly have been friends of mine that are men when I've said, you get in this book. And every day you get in this book and you, you learn these Proverbs and you begin to get them down in your heart and mind. How many men have I said, heard say this? Things just started getting better. I started sleeping better. My wife and I started getting along better. I became a happier person. I began to make better decisions at work. I, my, I'm doing better with my kids. You just begin to notice life gets better and better. What did the man say? Then as you begin to notice it, and then all of a sudden, you, you know what you figure out? You know what you figure out? I done found me something here. I done found, listen, matter of fact, we're right there. One more, Proverbs chapter four, verse 18. The path of the just, the path of the just is like the shining sun that shines ever brighter unto the perfect day. What's your life supposed to be like? Better and better till the day you see Jesus. You're, you're not supposed to drag through just a few more weary days and I'll fly away. And then you get old and you become a pathetic train wreck and you're a pain in the butt to everybody. Probably shouldn't have said that in church. <laughs> All these people scared about being a burden to your children. Get wise, you won't be. That didn't go over too good, did it? I'm looking forward to being a burden to mine. There's a burden to me for all them years. We'll turn it around. No, no, the path of the, your, your life should be like the sun. It gets brighter and brighter every day till the perfect day. That was in the Proverbs. 
Dear ones, that man died so you could have abundant life. And as you begin to take what you think's right and lay it to the side and start trusting in the Lord with all your heart, you just notice it's getting better and better, better and better. I'm going to show you one more scripture before we're done. And this is the great prophecy of our generation. Turn back to Isaiah chapter 60. And you remember this. This is the great prophecy of this day right now. I've heard more people around the country say this is what he's saying right now. Notice all of the Bible is God speaking, but there's certain places where he's speaking for your day right now. And this is one of those days. Now this was written a long time ago, but it's a prophecy of what would happen in the earth right before Jesus got back. I've seen it happen in my lifetime. See if you see this. This is the great prophecy of the latter days. Three verses. Isaiah chapter 60, verse one. Arise and shine. Your light has come. You know, does light mean 60 watt there? Anytime you see light in in the Bible, it means the knowledge of God, revelation, understanding, wisdom. Your light has come and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. Behold, darkness will cover the earth and deep darkness the people, but the Lord will arise over you and his glory will be seen on you. Gentiles will come to your light and kings to the brightness of your rising. That's the prophecy of what's happening in the earth right now. That's what it's going to be like till Jesus gets back. Darkness is going to cover the earth. Deep darkness. We're not talking about when the lights go out. We're talking about foolishness, blindness, stupidity. Demonic darkness is going to circle the earth. We're seeing it. But what did it say? I'm not going to live in that. The light's going to be on me. The glory of the Lord's going to rest on me. All right, Robert Morris, uh, probably the greatest church in our nation right now. He's, he was telling, he said, I had this prophetic dream. And he said, it was the strangest dream. And uh, listen, God speaks through dreams when? In the latter days. It shall come to pass in the latter days. I'll pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Young men shall see visions. Old men will dream dreams. God speaks through dreams today to certain people. And he said, I had this prophetic dream. I know it was him. And he said, I'm riding in a car. And there's three of us, three preachers. We're riding in the car. We're all in the front seat. He said, I do not know why we all had to ride in the front seat, but we're all there. And he said, I'm sitting in the middle. The preacher that's driving said this. He said, I have heard a word from God that we're going into the dark, dark days. We're going into some of the darkest days in our nation's history. I've heard a word from God. The other preacher said, I've heard a word from God too. And he tells me that we're going into the days of light, that we're going to have great days of light. And he said, then I woke up and he said, I thought, well, which one of them's right? Are we going in dark days or are we going in light days? Which one's right? Both of them are. Both of them are. What's the prophecy of Isaiah chapter 60? Darkness is going to cover this earth. Can you not see the insanity that's covering this earth right now? Well, what else is going to grow out in these latter days? Behold, in the latter days, I will pour out my spirit. Guess which spirit's bigger? I'm going to pour out my spirit on sons and daughters. And I want you to look in that prophecy and tell me what's going to happen. The glory of the Lord's going to be on you and people are going to see it. And people are going to come to you and say, I think you can help me. You know something I don't know. You're in the same mess I'm in. You live in the same planet I'm in, but you're happy. You're healthy. Your family's doing great. Obviously something, you've got something I don't have. That's what it means. The Gentiles will see the glory of the Lord on you. What's it called? It's the wisdom of God. It's the wisdom of God's spirit on you. And I declare in the name of Jesus over all of you, you'll walk in the wisdom of God in these days. And that's why I want believers, quit being afraid of what's coming. Quit being afraid of what's coming. Let me make an announcement. You weren't born in the wrong day. You said, I wish I'd lived in cowboy times. If you're supposed to live in cowboy times, you'd be dead by now. 
You weren't spe- Let me tell you what this Bible says. You were born for such a time as this. You're in the earth exactly when he wants you in this earth right now. And he didn't put you here to whine. Let's read it again. Arise and whine. Is that what it says? No, arise and shine. Let me tell you what the will of God is for your life. That you have the wisdom of God and you glow in the dark. And people look at you and say, you know what a, a great treasure is? When you, all right, let, let me give you the periods here. When, he, when your son's that big, you Superman. When he's that big, you his friend. And he gets about right here, you the old man. And then he gets children and you Superman again. Can I get a witness? You back to where you started out years ago. Your children need somebody they can look to. And it does not need to be a high school math teacher who's teaching them to solve their private parts. I'm not, I don't mean to hurt anybody's feelings. We've lost our minds in this nation. Your kids need somebody they can look to for wisdom. You the man. You the woman. You can do this. Lord Jesus, I just want to praise you and thank you that in this day where darkness is covering the earth, those of us that are old, we're just laughing. We are just laughing. I just want to praise you and thank you. Lord Jesus, I heard the other day somebody had a car payment for 72 months. 72 months. Sucker be on blocks by the time they get it paid for. Lord Jesus, my father, that generation, they made one car payment. And then they went home and slept good at night. What has happened in this generation? I thank you and praise your word is true. But I want to praise you and thank you that the Lord gives wisdom and from his mouth comes understanding. And I thank you that there is a wisdom available from God. We can be in the worst situation. We, we can be in the biggest mess. We can have made the biggest mess. And yet if we'll just bow our heads before you and say, I don't know what I'm doing. I need you to teach me. Teach me how to be married. Teach me how to find true happiness. Teach me how to help people. Teach me how to raise children. Teach me how to manage my money. Teach me how to get along. Teach me how to be healthy. If we would just bow our hearts before the creator of the universe. Thank you that the Lord gives wisdom and from his mouth comes understanding. I thank you so much that you have written a book that has the secrets of life in it. It, Lord Jesus, this thing was written 2,800 years ago. It reads like it was written today because the, the issues of life really never change. Thank you. I want to pray for every person in this room, a hunger for wisdom. I pray we wake up. I pray a hunger for wisdom. That we'll commit our hearts to it. Love our families. Love people. And live a life of wisdom. I trust you for that. Thank you for hearing my prayer. You're wonderful. And you're great. And you're greatly to be praised. Precious name of Jesus, I pray. Amen.